You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Going into the Word of the Lord for a little bit, and uh, John chapter 6, and um, we ministered this morning on, on checking your pulse. Hopefully everyone checked their pulse today, and uh, good to see you in God's house. It looks like there's a few people that are alive tonight, and that's good, and uh, hopefully you checked your pulse spiritually this morning. Uh, we want to be alive in Jesus, Amen. We want to be alive in Him. Thank God for the opportunity to have His presence in our life, in our lives, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Uh, tonight, uh, John chapter six and verse sixty, it says, "Therefore, many of His disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it?'" When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? Does this offend you? I want to talk to you a little bit tonight on when Jesus offends. When Jesus offends. Uh, you know, we, we've probably been offended by individuals in our lifetime and uh, maybe some more recent than others. You may have been offended by someone today. I don't know. Um, I don't think we get too excited about when Jesus offends us. Um, but this passage talks about um, the possibility of what Jesus was saying, offending the people. And... Um, so we have to look at, well, what was it that he was saying? And so I just want to give you three examples from the end of this chapter, chapter 6 of John. And uh, there's a lot of information in here, uh, and we won't go into every verse. But um, just want to quickly share with you three times or three pieces of information that Jesus was saying, speaking, to his disciples and the followers that were there that they didn't really like. He was offending them, or possibly what he was saying was causing offense. The first one in John chapter 6 and verse 35, and um, this, is, this is after the miracle of the loaves and the fish, and he's fed 5,000 plus, and we've talked about that lately. And um, he's speaking, and he's, he's talking in verse 35, and there's obviously the scribes, the Pharisees, they're, they're there, they're, they're uh, having this big conversation where Jesus has shared with them uh, about the miracle of the loaves and the fish, and he's talking about um, manna coming from heaven, and them having obviously great respect for Moses, and all of this, and, and then Jesus said to them in verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. 
in verse 41, the Jews, the Bible says, complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. The Jews were complaining. In verse 51, it says, I, Jesus speaking, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Uh, you have to understand that this first offense, uh, he's, he's telling them that he's the bread that came down from heaven. You have to understand their, their I mean, their background, their the miraculous, the supernatural, they, they've heard of the stories for thousands of years that how they were supplied manna from heaven. Uh, manna that was fresh every day. Uh, they were supplied to, the, to the, the, the tune of not having to go hungry. They were going to make sure uh, that they, they were fed every day. And fresh manna, fell every day except uh, they were to collect for the Sabbath on the day before. And so this has been history. This has been a miraculous story. And then he's just had uh, uh, an incredible miracle where he's fed 5,000 plus, and they've got to experience that, and they've had a big discussion about it in chapter 6. And then he says something that offends them. I am the bread from heaven. I am the living bread. It's not about what was fed to you in, in, in the wilderness. That was wonderful in the day, kept uh, the Jews alive, uh, but that's not what's most powerful and spectacular. What even uh, could be added to that uh, is not even how incredible it was that 5,000 people plus were fed from five loaves and two fish. He says, that's not even the most incredible thing. The most incredible thing is I am the bread from heaven. I am the living bread. The Lord's responding to them, and they, they get offended. They get offended because he declares... That he is the bread. Now we hear this after the fact, and how could they get offended by that? How how could they how could they uh, have this discussion? Well, you can see what they discuss. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this isn't this just the uh, Mary and Joseph's uh, uh, little boy? Isn't this just a, how can he say he came from heaven? They're they're offended. That he claims to be God. They're offended that this is the Almighty God. Even to the point, you can read it to later on, that the actual reason that they crucify him is because he claimed to be God. The offense was that he was God manifested. In the flesh. People still get offended about that. People still have offenses about the living bread from heaven. 
No, no, this is not just a, a normal uh, a, a filling to keep you through the day. No, this is life-changing. This is not just another good teacher or another good rabbi or another good man. No, no, this is Almighty God that's come down from heaven. He said, I am the living bread. And if you eat of this bread, he said, if you eat of this bread, he said, I shall give for the life of the world, this living bread. And uh, he states this. He will live forever. This almighty God that's being spoken of, the people got offended that he was God. Yeah. Second offense is in John chapter 6 and 38, same passage. He says, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I shall lose, or I should lose nothing, but should raise it up the last day. And this is the will of, of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up the last day. Verse 42. And they said, is not this true that Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, how is it that he says, I will come down from heaven? Verse 61, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? The second offense was not only that he come and that he was the living bread, but he was going to return from where he came. Now think about that. They, they can't even handle that he says that he come from heaven. The second offense is that he's going back to heaven and he's going back, folks, to prepare a place for you that where he is, you may be also. Their second offense was that this man said he was going to raise himself up in three days and he was going to ascend and there was going to be those who were going to get to view that ascension up to heaven. People are still offended today by the same aspect because you have to understand that who Jesus is talking about is himself. No one else is raising him up. He's raising him up. He is almighty God. He is. No one's got him on a string hauling him up to heaven. No, no. He's ascending up to heaven. And, and the Bible's very clear. When he ascends, the angel speaks to them and says, Why stand ye here gazing? The same person who you see going, he's coming back again. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for his church. You talk about an offense. When Jesus offends, he was offending them. Just look at what the scripture says. The scripture that I read to, to you in verse 61. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this. His disciples were complaining 
about what he was saying. And he asked them the question, does this offend you? What, th what tone do you think he's saying that in? <laughs> I wish we could hear the tone. Does this offend you? <laughs> Are you offended? I don't know. I don't know the exact tone. All I know is they were staring at Almighty God. And they had a hard time grasping that, that this same this same bread that came from heaven was also going to ascend back up to heaven. The Son of Man who is then going to return for his church. People are still offended by those types of things today. The third offense is in John chapter 6 and verse 52. Oh, this is a difficult thing to understand. The Bible says the Jews therefore quarreled among themselves. Now, this is serious. This is a lively discussion. They quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh, drinks my blood, has eternal life, and who will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I am him. I can understand, actually, why they're having issues here. But he's got the ball messed up. It's not literally eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Obviously, that's not what he's talking about. But he's making this, he's making this uh, comparison to... And, and they can't, they can't grasp this. Verse 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. The third offense is that his bread, the bread that came down from heaven was flesh robed himself in flesh. And that flesh, that flesh was how John started this incredible book as the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so what happens is uh, Jesus is making this, this uh, uh, comparison. He's given them the explanation of, yes, this bread that came down from heaven was flesh, uh, and this flesh uh, is the Word. And then he says, he says, uh, uh, the drink is equal to my blood, and that blood is equal to spirit. He's not talking about people literally drinking his blood. That, that would be way off. He's talking about how you can't, you can't survive. You can't be saved without the power of his blood. And the power of his blood, that, that representation of the drink, he, he says, is a representation of his spirit. And so you get a connection of word and spirit 
People are still offended today by the necessity of both word and spirit. You have some, they only focus on the word, and the spirit is non-existent. And you have some who only focus on the spirit, and the word is not relevant. And the Lord says you can't survive. You cannot, you cannot uh, survive without both word and spirit. As he says to his disciples, does that offend you? So here you have three different offenses. First of all, that he's bread from heaven, and he's the living bread. And that living bread is going to ascend again. And that living bread is word. And that living blood is spirit. And he says, does this offend you? That's what the question is. Now you just have to look at the passage and look at the scripture. And and you'll see. It says in verse 66, from that time... Many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They got so offended that that was the end of their relationship. The only ones that are left are the 12. The scripture tells us. Then said Jesus unto the 12. Will ye go also, or will you also go away? Then Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you, twelve, and one of you is a devil? Wow. Here's the scenario. There was a large group of people. We don't even know how many. We just know that the words that Jesus spoke offended a lot of people. A lot of people that the Bible says no longer walked with him. Except for the 12. Now think about what the reasons are. He came down from heaven so that people would never hunger and thirst again. He was returning back to heaven. Preparing to come back and get his church. The word was a representation of his flesh. And the spirit a representation of his blood. And that offended people. Wow. Even to the point where a whole group of people, we don't know how many, but they followed him no more. And then the question arose to his disciples, are you going to go too? And I love Peter's response. Go where? Where else do we got to go? I mean, you you got everything we need. 
You have the words to eternal life. You are the son of the living God. We know you're the bread from heaven. We know you're going to ascend. We know you're coming back. We know we need both word and spirit. Listen, this is 2021. The challenge is, the challenge is that people don't want us to preach what may offend This is not something new. This happened in John chapter 6. That the truth had to be told. And the truth was told. That Jesus came. He returned. He's coming back. And it takes both word and spirit. Folks, it hasn't changed from John chapter 6. You can't be saved without the bread of life. He's preparing a place for you. You can't exclude word and you can't exclude spirit. When Jesus offends, hallelujah, that happened many, many years ago. And even here tonight, I have to tell you the same thing. Jesus came, he went, and he's coming back. And it's going to be his word and his spirit that's going to get you there hallelujah it's absolutely crucial crucial say a whole church does it offend you tonight do you know that even i find it intriguing that in this 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 passage i find it intriguing that even of the 12 that stayed one was not sincere One who handled the offense was not sincere. One who decided, you know what? I think I'm going to stay. No matter what he said, I'm going to stay. Can you imagine the Lord responding with there's 12 and even one of you is a devil? I mean, that's pretty serious stuff. Okay? Okay, just think about it for a second. We divide everyone into 12. Pastor comes to each group. I'm excited about 11 of you, but there's one of you in this group that's a devil. Now, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about it for a second, what the response would be. There would be some looking around. There may be some leaving. There may be some offense that would happen. Can you imagine what... The, this is God Almighty looking at his 12 disciples and says, listen, man, 12 of you guys right here, and one of you is a devil. I wouldn't do that to any of you guys back there. Can you imagine the thoughts of that? Do you know what? No, pastor's not saying from the pulpit tonight that you're a devil, obviously. But you know what? You can be part of a congregation and not be part of who God's coming back for. And it's absolutely necessary for us to be understanding that the only way for you and I to get there, understand he came, he went, and it's going to take his word and spirit. When it says... That you and I have got to repent, that means we got to repent. 
When it says we got to be baptized in the name of Jesus, I'm not here to offend you, but that's what it says. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name. When the Bible says you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in another tongue, that's exactly what it says. You'll receive the power of the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you got to come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean, it still means exactly that. He's coming back for a church that's ready. He's coming back for a church that's prepared. He's coming back for a church that's looking. He's coming back for a church that's anticipating. Hallelujah. Those things still are relevant today. There's a lot of good people in the world. But good people won't save you. Being a good person. Doesn't mean you're saved. Having good morals does not mean you're saved. It still takes the word and it still takes spirit. And the Bible's very, very clear. He said, listen, unless you participate, unless you partake of that word and that spirit, they responded with, he's saying a very hard thing. Man, he's, we don't know if we can handle that. People make comments like, this is what the organization that you are part of believes. I don't follow what I believe only because of the organization. Long before there was an organization, there was the Bible. There's all kinds of people that are not part of an organization that are both following word and spirit, got their eye on Jesus Christ and are preparing themselves, baptized in his precious name. Amen. All across this world, not everyone's part of a the same organization, that's not what saves you. I'm thankful for it. It keeps me accountable, and I appreciate the fellowship. But that's not what saved me. What saved me was the Word and Spirit. Hallelujah. And you can't allow that to offend you. Because if that offends you, then Jesus has offended you. And the possibility of someone just walking away and following him no more can happen. Even, even to the extreme, music come, even to the extreme that someone can sit in his presence and still not follow. I don't know about you, but I don't want to come to a Pentecostal church all my life and not be ready. Oh, God, stir our very spirit. Stir our hearts deep down inside. I want to have word, and I want to have spirit. Amen. I want to hear the preaching of the word when it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I want to hear the word when it 
when it's, it's piercing deep into the heart and it's, and it's going deep into my thought and it's, and it's challenging me and it's convicting me. I want to hear the word. Amen. I want to be filled with the spirit when, when, it, when challenging times are happening and in a world that it, 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 it actually ridicules and makes fun of people that are filled with the spirit. I don't care. I want to be full of the spirit because the word and spirit is still what's necessary. Come on, church. Let's, let's make sure that we don't fall into the mindset. Well, let's just... Uh, and I'm not out here to try to offend people. That's not my goal. Jesus wasn't trying to offend people. He was just telling them what they needed to hear. My goal is not to offend people. People watching online right now, my goal is not to offend you. I love you. Because I love you, I have to tell you what the Word says. And the Word says you got to have Word and Spirit. You need a combination of both. And this whole process that happens, it can't be just to feel good. Well, you know what? I'm just going to entertain the Spirit and just His presence. And No, no, you gotta, you got to make sure you're consume, consuming this book. And it won't be enough to have this book inside out unless you add to it Spirit. But oh, what an authority. What a power. What a response that comes when Jesus asks the question. Are you going to? Are you going to leave too? Jesus, where would we go? We've got nowheres to go. You've got the words to eternal life. You've got the words to eternal life. You're the son of the living God. We've got nowhere else to go. This is, this is where we're at. On a Sunday night. Oh, I... I was walking back and forth across this altar this afternoon, just praying in the Spirit, God, how is it possible that so many people were offended by truth? How is it? Oh, God, it can't be just a feel-good thing. It can't just be an in-crowd thing. It can't just be what everyone else is doing. God's looking for a group of people that is going to stand on word and be filled with his spirit no matter what. No matter what. No matter what anyone else is doing. No matter what anyone else is saying. You're going to be full of word and spirit. That's what separates. That's what's going to determine. Do you know when you stand before the Lord in judgment, the Bible says that the sword is going to be in his mouth. Well, that's not just some piercing sword that you would swing at. No, no, that's the Word of God. The Word of God, is, he's, he's not going to have to add anything. Nothing else is going to have to be said. His Word is going to judge.
without spirit, you can't get there. If the spirit of Christ, if the spirit of Christ, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he's going to quicken your mortal body. Something miraculous is going to happen in your life. Resurrection power. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is going to raise you. Ha <laughs> ha. Ho! When you get a grasp and a glimpse of how powerful word and spirit is, don't allow yourself to be offended. Don't allow yourself to be offended. Would you stand to your feet tonight? When Jesus offends, people don't want to hear that it takes both word and spirit. They don't want to hear that He's the living bread from heaven. The bread that you'll never hunger, thirst again. Told the woman at the well in chapter 4, he was going to give her living water. Living water, spirit, spirit. Told them in in John chapter 6, he was the word from heaven. The flesh, the bread from heaven. You need both word and spirit. Mm, I don't feel like I've done a very good job. But I've told you the truth. I wish I was a better orator. But I've told you the truth. Wish I had nice little fancy stories to go with it to grab your attention, but I've told you the truth. You've got to have both word and spirit. Something, something is checking someone's spirit right now. Something's happening in someone's heart right now. Someone has been questioning that. Is this really necessary? Is this really crucial? Is this really important? Someone's been, someone's been questioning that part. Why can't we just come and all just feel good? Because you won't grow. Well, why don't we just preach the word and not get too emotional? You'll dry up. You need both word and spirit to allow something to happen inside your life. Oh, God, allow your power, your anointing, your presence, your spirit to touch my life that I've transformed, God. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.